What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I truly hope that this podcast brings you lots of value. Just wanted to hop on here quick and definitely let you guys know that I did start a YouTube channel. Definitely go and give it some love. It is called Into the Event Industry on YouTube. You can definitely head over to my Instagram and get the link to that. But other than that, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this podcast. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Miss Lee on the line, and we had actually met through Instagram. Super excited to learn more about her and her company today. She's actually based out of the Tulsa area, um, and I have actually had quite a few Tulsa people on the line. I'm excited to continue to get to know these amazing Tulsa vendors. Um, but, Lee, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, your company, and let people know how long you've been around for. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on, Miranda. And I, um, my name is Lee Agnew, and I am located in northeastern Oklahoma, um, actually Collinsville, Oklahoma, which is just about 20 miles um, north of downtown Tulsa. We are on the north side of Tulsa, and northeastern Oklahoma is growing. Um, so I service the whole area and even um, further throughout the state if, um, if someone needs some help, I'd be glad to do that. But I would say mainly northeastern Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa, south, uh, north, all around. And I um, originally, we are from the East Coast, from Virginia. Uh, We moved out to Oklahoma over 20 years ago. My husband had a job possibility here, and we moved and thought we would be here for a few years, and we're still here. So we um, have learned so much about living in the Midwest and dealing with all the storms and the crazy weather, but very thankful for, um, for our area here. And I started actually selling vintage items, antiques, et cetera, about eight years ago. Um, and then it kind of transitioned a year or so after that into rentals. So I actually still do both. I have some booth spaces in local antique malls where I have a booth and I sell vintage items. And then I also rent. So both of those things are ongoing. And um, they kind of play off of each other at times, but it also gives me an extra avenue if I have a client looking for a specific item that I don't have in my rental inventory, I may be able to source it due to my experience with finding items. Oh, that's awesome, though. And, you know, as you were moving into the antique furniture market and selling, um, did you ever imagine yourself in the rental space? Actually, when I started, no. I loved antiques and collecting vintage and going out and shopping and junking and looking for things. And um, Mm -hmm. my mother-in-law actually had a lot to do with that. She had a lot of antiques in her home. They had a farm in Virginia. And so over the years, I just learned to appreciate older things and the story behind them. Um, She would share with me, oh, I got this um, pie safe at an auction, you know, this many years ago, or she collected dishes. One thing that she was very, very passionate about was setting a beautiful table um, for holidays, sometimes even just family dinners. It was very important to her to set a beautiful table with dishes and flatware, tablecloths, linens. And so I learned a tremendous amount from her and also just the appreciation, which I don't know that I would have developed 
developed that on my own over the years. So um, I've always enjoyed that. And when I added the rentals, I'll tell you the background on that. Um, I have three daughters. They're all grown. And um, my oldest daughter was getting married about eight years ago. And that was kind of when the vintage trend was starting to move into weddings and events. And we looked around, and there was just no one out there doing any kind of rentals, um, except for your big stores, you know, that were providing all of the basic linens and, and china. But nothing, nothing you know, different and unique. So we were able to um, add some touches to her wedding. And then um, I just started thinking about it, like, wow, there's nothing here like this. There's just no source for brides or people planning parties or showers to get those beautifully um, vintage style items. So I started doing a lot of research and um, just finally started slowly adding in to my inventory and learning about renting and all of that entails, which is actually I'm still learning today. It's a very long process and it's changing every day. Yeah, and then um, do you have like a minimum order? Uh, You know, maybe obviously it's like one bigger piece or maybe like tableware of, you know, a set of 10 maybe is your minimum. Do you have like a minimum? Order right. So, so actually, I've um, gone back and forth about that for a long time, and I, at this point, I don't. Um, okay. I have a lot of. I kind of have a large target audience with my business, okay. where I may have some brides um, or planners or just um, my clients that are doing an event, and they just need a cake stand or they just need a settee. And so because I don't want to, you know, count out anyone as far as, you know, having a minimum, yeah, I keep it pretty open. And and I have had people that will start off just wanting one thing, and then, of course, they'll come and visit me, and and they'll kind of be like, ooh, I like that, and I like that. Mm -hmm. So it can go anywhere, but, no, I don't have a minimum. Okay. Well, no, but that makes sense, though, you know, because people legit – do sometimes just need like a stand and a cake stand or Mm -hmm. like dessert stuff and then like just a welcome sign or whatever it may be right so I guess that would make sense I guess the minimum yeah (laughs) maybe a delivery you know like if you do deliver do you or is it pretty much people come and pick it up obviously maybe not the bigger stuff or right well when I first started renting um I basically was working out of my garage and three storage units and so at that time I was actually just sending pictures to clients I didn't have a website yet and so it was mostly pickup Um, and at that time when I first started as well I kind of had a misconception in my own mind that oh I'm just going to rent tabletop items. I'm just going to rent a cake stand or, you know, the smaller items. And it didn't take me long to figure out that people wanted bigger pieces. And the reason for that is because it only takes an awesome, beautiful velvet chair or a couch to just set your wedding apart or your event apart that would be great for, um, you know, a family pictures or a bridal portrait. And so because we're located in the center of the country, I always watch the coast to see the trends, to see what's happening. And it usually takes a little while, but it it will trickle into the Midwest, into Oklahoma. And so I can kind of 
see things that are coming, and it didn't take me long to see that most of the, the brides and different people wanted lounge furniture and the bigger pieces. So I turned from, you know, renting the smaller things that I could pack in a crate for someone to actually us having to get a trailer so that we can rent, you know, deliver the bigger pieces. So I give most of my clients the option. If it is a more delicate piece, I will require delivery, but it just depends. Okay. It depends on where they're, how far they're traveling or what they're renting, and it's just kind of on a case-by-case basis. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the lounge furniture is super, super in. And I do agree yeah. that it does yeah. It does really set your, set your um, event apart because it's, it's not cheap, you know, and so mm-hmm. to spend that extra – whatever amount, you know, people are like, oh, this is really cool, or oh, we can sit on this and just hang out, you know, because people sometimes mm-hmm. think like, oh, it's too pretty, I can't sit on it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes I've um, gotten that a few times. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah. So then, um, you know, goal-wise for you and the company, where do you see yourself staying about five years? Well, that's a good question. Um, I know we chatted a little bit before the call about this year, 2020, um, and how it's changing everyone's business. Um, Last year in 2019 was probably our best year. We um, had more rentals than ever. I had um, so many more clients, and we um, serviced over 30 different venue locations last year and probably a few more that I lost count of. So, um, as far as moving forward, everything has kind of been at a standstill right now. I know different parts of the country, um, there are different small businesses that are experiencing the very same thing. So I know that I'm not unique to this situation. Um, but moving forward, I don't know. I feel like things may change a little bit, and um, maybe there will be some more smaller types of weddings, more intimate than maybe the large, big, huge weddings. Um, but I don't know. You know, I take um, each year I kind of try to make goals and, and see how things go and try to keep moving forward. This year is kind of an exception um, because right. no one can control or plan anything right now. But I hope that if I'm still renting in that time that, um, you know, that I have grown as far as servicing more people and more areas. And then whenever it's time to move on, you know, I hope that, um, someone that steps in to take over it will just continue um, on with what I've done and keep building the brand and keep working hard to help people in the event industry make their events special and unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So then um, we were briefly chatting and you had let me know that your girls were in the sports space uh, growing up, and so you're definitely a sports mom off of that end. Yes. Did they all uh, play the same sport, or were they all in different sports? Well, all three of my girls played volleyball. Uh, they all played club volleyball and travel team volleyball, and um, our youngest played soccer a little bit before she started playing volleyball. And she um, actually played on a junior Olympic team for a little while oh, wow. and did play play some in college. She um, 
you know, unfortunately had a sports injury. She had a torn ACL. So that kind of changed her plans a little bit. But, yes, I was a sports mom and traveled lots of places for volleyball tournaments, sat many, many hours in venues watching volleyball. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful for them to build friendships and the physical aspect of it, the exercise and the skills they learned. But doing what I do now, I don't know. I So many event industry professionals do have small children, and they have a lot of other responsibilities. And so mm-hmm. with me being kind of in a different season of my life, Looking back, I know I couldn't have done what I'm doing now back then. Mm-hmm. So I have so much respect for um, all those event pros that are still have a young family. I know how tough that must be. So I, I do yeah. have a lot of respect for them. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's uh, actually I say it quite often. I don't know if I really express it here on the podcast, but you know I'm only 23, and so obviously eventually I'm gonna you know, have husband and kids and everything mm-hmm. on the line. And I obviously grew up in the sports world, so I'm definitely going to want to raise my children in the sports world. But that's, I mean, I'm all, I'm such like, I'm such a planner in the fact that I'm already thinking like <laughs> so far down the line of like, well, what am I going to do when this happens? And what am I going to do when this happens? <laughs> I just don't know, like literally, because I'm, you know, like event days, sometimes are like 16 hour days, you know, and sometimes we'll have like double, triple headers, you know, that when am I going to make it to a Saturday game or do all the things or tournaments, you know, so it's just like, right. I don't know. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. Well, you'll figure it out when that season comes, I'm sure. It's just, it's just crazy. But, um, so then, I mean, the importance of sports, uh, with kids as they grow up, um, did you and your husband grow up um, in as athletes, or did you kind of just you know throw the girls into volleyball and soccer? Uh, uh, how did they kind of get started into that? Well, um, actually, my husband was, uh, he kind of played all different sports. He played football and basketball and baseball. So he was pretty much doing that all through middle school and high school. And I played a little bit of sports, not as much. So um, I think it was just something they were, our girls were interested in. And um, so they participated and enjoyed it. They were able to play at a club level and then for their schools. So that was that was special for them to have that extra um, extracurricular activity to do, and they enjoyed sure. it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, it, I truly think sports just grows people into and kids, into such good people, you know, because mm. you get from an early age, like, okay, I know how to play on a team or I know how to work together. I know how to have good time management skills. I know how to manage a loss I know how to you know do all these things so just Mm -hmm. little subtle life things that um, are brought in through sports are immaculate and I think every kid should be brought up into it obviously but you know some kids just don't click with it or don't but then parents parents should push a little more Well, I think I agree with that. Yes, all of those problem-solving, critical thinking skills, all of that comes into play. So I think it can be very healthy um, for for kids to do that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then for you, you know, back, back to business, um, <laughs> do you do, you know, quite a few style shoots there in the area? 
um, or kind of just um, obviously off the wedding side? Where where does a lot of your um, do you do style shoots? Oh yes, yes. Um, from from pretty early on, I started participating in styled shoots, and I think that there have been very few that I have turned down. I try to participate in in every one that I'm um, asked to do. Now, the last year or so, it seems kind of like it goes in cycles where I'll get invites to do like five or six, you know, within a couple months. So sometimes logistically, I just can't do them all. But yes, it has been such a great thing to do because number one, it just builds relationships with vendors that either you know or you don't know. Um, I try to do some with people that I've never worked with before. And um, sometimes it can be a little scary because you're not sure um, of their style, even though they may send you their mood board of what they want. Um, you just don't know for sure. And I've definitely been on some styled shoots where there's the person that kind of organized it is kind of in charge and they kind of take charge of everything, which is fine. But the ones that I enjoy the most are ones where I click with the other vendors and we all work together and maybe someone is putting up draping and two of us are there to help them, even though it's not our, um, you know, it's not our thing, we still are supporting and helping. And then someone else will come and help hold the flowers, you know, while someone else is doing something with decorating the cake or, you know, it's just, those are my favorite ones because I feel like you get to know people and you get to know their, their strengths and you're able to help and work together um, kind of like a project. So yes, I've done lots of them and, they're all scattered through all of my social media posts. I try to um, to keep up with all of that, but we um, I've been very very blessed and fortunate to be a part of some really really amazing photo shoots, styled shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they're really fun to, like you had said, you know, meet new vendors and really mm-hmm. just see how they work, how they maneuver, what they're like, you know, mm-hmm. in person, obviously, and kind of just. Without obviously, you know, being at a wedding, um, but that's where, I mean, referrals come, you know, it's like, exactly. Um, well, I worked with this really great photographer or florist or, you know, cake person, baker. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think I agree with you also that and it's really, really fun to um, get to work with other people and uh, it, it is and 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 you really I mean you hit the nail on the head that it's a great marketing um, strategy because you are working with someone you're spending some time with them so that you are able to recommend them and that is one really big bonus I think that I try to relate to my brides and my clients that when they inquire about rentals with me, especially if they come out to my warehouse area where they can look and see what I have, I really try to help them and say, okay, where are you in your planning? You know, what else do Mm -hmm. you need? I can tell you, you know, these people, I can try to connect them with their style, give them choices, um, and try to, my goal too is to communicate with them, look, you don't have to rent everything from me. You can borrow from your friends and your family, um, rent from me, whatever you know you have remaining, but please don't go buy everything because how many mm-hmm. of us have seen Craigslist ads and marketplace ads of all kinds of vases and stuff after a wedding yep. and girls yep. will spend thousands of dollars 
on those things, which, you know, I understand they're excited and they want to buy their decor, but I really encourage them to borrow what they can and then rent the rest because it's, of course, you're, you know, you're being conscious with the environment. You're not throwing stuff away at the end of everything, but you are, um, you know, you're also with family and friends. How many times do um, girls experience all of these people saying, oh, let me know what, you know, what I can do to help you and what can I do on the day of and how special to say, hey, could I borrow that chair you have or, you know, do you have grandma's cake stand still? I would like to use it for my dessert bar. So those things I try to share with my clients just to give them another avenue to get things they want for their wedding but also to save money. I think it's really important sure. to do that as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then I always tell people to think about afterwards, like you had said, you know, mm-hmm. like what are you going to do with 55 bases or <laughs> all true. these yes. things afterwards? It's just like, yes. yeah, you're going to spend the same amount of money. Maybe, I mean, normally like the same, if not less or more, I don't, however that plays out, but I mean, you have to think about the afterwards, you know, like, what are you going to do with all those things? It's like, just rent it and then just give it back and then you're done, you know, like, there's no, like, sitting around hanging on to it until someone comes and buys it, like, it's not worth it. It's a lot of work, and I really think you're right. They don't think about afterwards because they're just so caught up in the planning aspect of it all. Mm -hmm. So definitely Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you're going to save, like, a 100 bucks to buy everything off of Amazon, but mm-hmm. did you think about, like, going to get your linen steamed and pressed, and did you think about, yeah. you know, all the time to tie up your napkins or do all these different things? It's just, like, it's honestly, mm-hmm. especially linen, like, I, oh. I I have a little bit of inventory, like literally like votives and cake stands mm-hmm. and uh, towers and stuff, like super simple, but I will not do linens just because I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm good. I don't right. want to have to deal yeah. with them. You know, and half the time I, I just bring them for my clients, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it's just an extra, you know, off of their plate, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. I I will not do linen. Linen is right. That's a whole other animal. Yeah, I don't offer linens, and the main reason is what you mentioned, but also there are three or four very large rental companies in the Tulsa area that do all linens plus Mm -hmm. other things. And like you said, they can go there. They can pick them up. They're already steamed and laundered and perfect. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's another thing as far as kind of gearing up when I started um, I mentioned it a little bit, but I did a lot of research. I Mm -hmm. probably spent – six months or so um, reading online, trying to connect with rental um, company owners across the country. I was able to get into some Facebook, exclusive Facebook groups that were specific by state. Um, And I was like, you know, okay, what do we need in this area that's not here already? Because I didn't want to be in competition with someone that was doing the exact same thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure there was a need for it. So I knew for one, right off the bat, linens wasn't something that was a need. So um, 
I, um, you know, didn't add that to my inventory. And then a lot of the smaller items that I started out renting in the beginning, I really don't rent that much um, anymore due to people having them or they're going to rent linen somewhere, so they're just going to go ahead and get their vases there. So, I mean, I've definitely moved forward to the bigger pieces, lounge furniture, um, sweetheart table setups, um, those types of things more than the small items. Sure. Yeah, and it's. I feel like one of. Hang on, my dog's going crazy. <laughs> Sorry. When one goes, they all. Go. We have four dogs yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like yeah, it's one of those things. It's just like, rentals in general. You know, you can go super big and get all the different things, but it's you know, smart off of your end that you kind of figured out, like, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm going to focus in on this, you know, and I don't want mm-hmm. to, like you said, compete with the other people because it's just like, let's mm-hmm. just focus in on these and this is, you know, this is what we offer and this is this is it, you know, which is right, right. Like I said, really smart off of your end. Um, is there, like, any pieces that you do have your eye on that you are wanting to incorporate um, eventually or here soon that you don't currently already have? Well, I think that's something that I'm constantly reevaluating. I probably um, try to add as I go. Um, I don't ever, um, like, go out and buy a bunch of things at once. My inventory is very curated. I have probably... Been, it's probably taken me five years at least to collect the things I have. Um, and, and I say collect because really that's what it is. I don't order off a catalog. I don't go in a store and buy. These are pieces. There may be a few pieces that are new, but almost every single piece that I have, especially with the furniture, is a vintage piece that I bought from um, a sale or someone contacted me and said, hey, I've got this, you know, do you, are you interested in purchasing it? Um, it took me quite a while to be able to find a really great um, person that does my upholstery for me. Um, I can do some basic things, but when it comes to a settee or a couch or something, um, I really knew I needed a professional. So I have a wonderful, wonderful lady that does that for me. And, you know, it's all about, okay, when I purchase something, is this a piece that I think the style, the size of it is going to be rentable? Is it going to be appealing to my clients? Then I have to go to the next step, which is, okay, is it at a good enough price and in a good enough shape that it won't bankrupt me to get it recovered by the time you buy the fabric and you pay for the labor? Um, And then I also have to make sure that the legs are sturdy and the seat is sturdy or, you know, how much is that going to cost to redo that? So, I kind of feel like most of the pieces I have I've kind of like nurtured and created because what they were before look like before is certainly not what they look like now. Um, And then I have another um, thing that I do. I don't know if it really fits into this question, but when I started adding the bigger pieces, I tried to name them 
um, with either ladies in our family or maybe places I've visited, places that were special to me. Um, so you'll see on my on my website, I have a Jessica and I have a Melissa and I have a Christine, which are all my daughter's names. And it, it just oh, works cool. out really good because when I have clients say, hey, is the Christine available? You know, I know exactly which white couch they're talking about. There's no question. So that's been fun. Um, but I have, I've had people approach me before. They're like, oh, my gosh, you know, how did you just go out and get by all that one day, and um, and I always say, oh no way! I mean, this is like blood, sweat, and tears. Years of searching and redoing and paint. I mean, some of the furniture, like I'll paint the legs before it's reupholstered. Um, I just had a piece that I took to my reupholsterer, and it's actually a piece that came out of an old um, downtown Tulsa department store. Um, it was in the shoe department, and it, it's really, really cute two-piece two settees that are um, tufted, which it seems like a lot of my items are tufted. I just have a, a thing for love, tufted furniture. I love it's it, just though. so pretty. No, it's so fun. Um, yeah. And so when I bought it, again, like most of the pieces, I have a story, um, you know, about it, where it came from as far as the history of it. So these pieces, the um, it had really the, the fabric was in great condition, but it was like a 70s oranges and greens, and the trim was green. So I actually had to paint all of the trim before I took it to her to, to reupholster. And um, that was probably one of my biggest jobs because I um, had to put several, several coats and to cover it all. So that, I mean, that's just one piece. So, um, you know, I have, I've taken into consideration what clients may be asking for. Um, for a while there, I was asked, a few times for purple, um, but then as we move forward into that year, I didn't really see a lot of that color, so I didn't want to invest in a purple piece of furniture. But then again, um, I have a beautiful black velvet settee that um, I named the Richmond from, um, from my home state, and that was kind of a risk when I got that recovered because I didn't see anybody doing anything like that. And it has probably been one of my most rented pieces over the last year or so is that black velvet. So you just never know. It's kind of a guessing game. Um, yeah, and a gamble. Really, yeah, it really is. It really is. And then every year I evaluate, you know, maybe the pieces that I – certain pieces aren't renting as much. Or I know one thing that my husband and, did, and I did over this last year is some of our larger pieces, because we're the ones that deliver, we were, like, reevaluating, okay, that's only been rented once, but the hassle of getting mm -hmm. that club chair through a doorway was a little much, so maybe we should sell these. So it's just an ongoing reevaluation of okay. what's working and what people are wanting. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, say obviously you don't have pieces that aren't renting as much, uh, do you end up kind of just phasing them out and then obviously just selling them like through your other side of the business, which is really nice actually? <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. Um, it just depends. Okay. Sometimes I will um, have friends that are interested, and then I have a lot of people reach out to me wanting to buy my current inventory um, for personal. You know, they want it for their home, and um, and I so appreciate that because that's that's kind of, that's a big a compliment to me that they would want to have a piece um, of, of mine, you know, in their home that they like it so much, but. I always tell them, you know, it's not for sale now, but keep watching. You never know. <laughs> you never know what mm -hmm, I'm going to, mm -hmm. um, you know, to clear out. But one thing that I've seen, too, I mean, being in Oklahoma, we're always going to have rustic 
type weddings. Now the decor mm-hmm. will change, but just because of the geographical location, that is just a part of Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma. But we've seen the more, um, you know, the bohemian, the mid-century modern, we've seen those vibes start to come in. And so I have some of that in my inventory, but I also want to tra- stay true to what I have started with, which is the classic vintage look, a lot of tufted pieces, um, a lot of neutral colors that you can use pillows with or other pieces with to kind of go together. Um, the, the black piece I was mentioning, that was kind of more of a bold one for me, and then I just had a um, settee redone, and I actually posted it on my social media last week. It's kind of a blue, blueberry velvet, and people really like that. So that was a little different for me, but um, it just depends. It just depends on um, the market I feel like I want to sell that to, you know, where it would sell the quickest. But um, I do have a lot of inquiries. Though. A lot of people would love to have um, some of my pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When I'm just looking at your inventory with the chairs and stuff that you have, and the black ones that you actually have are really cool. Like mm, thank you. That you have. Yeah, those are fun. And then I'm, like, a huge pink fan, so I love your Lulu couch. <laughs> yes, that one. Okay, and that was another risk for me because that piece um, I bought from someone else, and it was in great condition, but it was gold, and it was not a – it was, like, a 70s vibe with a stripe gold. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I knew it probably wouldn't – it was beautiful, but it just wasn't the right color, the right, you know, the right sure. look. So that was a risk to go with that kind of fuchsia raspberry pink, and um, it has mm-hmm. been super popular that one for sure. And then I get lots of requests for blush pink, um, soft pink. Um, you know, I know that there are wedding trends in wedding colors, definitely, but there mm-hmm. are certain colors mm-hmm. that you're just always going to be asked for. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm having things sure. redone. Yeah, yeah. Is it um, off of your end? I mean, obviously, thank goodness for reupholstering. Um, yes. If Obviously, you do see, you know, like a trend in a color, obviously, say now, like the uh, rose gold or blush is super in right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Would you see yourself, you know, maybe obviously not for this trend, but maybe, I mean, moving forward, reupholstering for that trend itself and then maybe obviously reupholstering for another or like would you really just keep it? What? I mean, have you kind of made decision-wise off of that end? Well, I think um, it's probably what I was sharing that I just reevaluate as I go. And um, I actually had a piece that I just took to her um, in addition to the black piece. I took another piece to her, and it was a piece that was in my inventory it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece. It was floral, um, and I actually had purchased it like that, and it just didn't rent. I think I rent it once. Um, okay. And so it got to the point where I was thinking, you know, that sitting there, it's a beautiful tufted, rounded, like the back is rounded. It's beautiful. Um, but I knew that even though it was in perfect condition, there's nothing wrong with the fabric that I had to invest in getting that recovered because it just wasn't the right color. So um, I hope that gamble pays off. We'll see. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so then off of the planner side, it just in general, um, how can planners bring you personally more value? There's gonna be, this is going to be two-part. Or even um, planners just 
help rental companies in general? So you personally and then planners to help rental companies in general. Oh, that's a good question. Um, as I mentioned earlier with the styled sheets, I feel like it's great opportunity with that and also in your event industry in your area to connect with planners. I have planners that I work with that, I mean, there's one that I did a stout shoot with four years ago and she still sends clients to me um, because she knows my service, she knows what I do and, and the whole process and she really likes my inventory. So I feel like if planners in general, can connect with vendors um, that they value their service and they know their client will connect with them. I believe that will help the client. It will take some extra work out for them that they won't have to go searching and searching. Um, some of the planners that I work with, they will recommend me. They will recommend a couch that I have or a lounge area um, that they've seen at another wedding, and their clients will be like, yes, I want that. And so it's super easy for the client and the planner because then they just book it straight through me and we're done. Um, so I feel like it's a big advantage to planners um, to work with vendors and especially rental companies because it can help the planner not have to do all that legwork, and then it can help mm -hmm. the client because they're going on a referral because of a, an experience that the planner had. So I think it can be very positive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then, what is your most favorite piece uh, that you have? Oh, that's so hard because there's several that are really, um, really special to me. Um, I would probably have to say um, probably one of the pieces that I was able to get in the last year and a half. It's a pink tufted back vintage sofa, and I haven't had to recover it. I did have to have a little repair done on the wood um, part of it one time, but it is probably one of my most favorites because I just love the way it looks, the style of it, and I also named it Hadley because that's my little granddaughter's name. So um, about the time I got that, she came along. She's about a year and a half old. So that's, that piece is pretty special. Yeah, no, that's that's so sweet. Um, so then how can we help you? Well, I think the main thing, um, which I try to do with small businesses in general, even if they're not in the event industry, is I like to promote other small businesses. Um, so, of course, following along on social media, on Facebook and Instagram is wonderful. Um, that just shows a little extra support um, for the small businesses. And then if you're in um, northeastern Oklahoma or Oklahoma and you're looking for vintage rentals or rentals in general, please let me know. Um, I have a website. Everything's on there. You can connect with me through my website. Um, because a lot of business that I get is online searches, but a lot of it is word of mouth. So maybe a friend of a friend that their daughter rented from me for their wedding or um, a styled shoot that someone knew about me from. Um, yeah, referrals are great and um, always appreciated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then what is one last nugget that you would want to share with the Nugget crew? Wow. I, um, as I mentioned, when I first started, I did a lot of research and um, discovered that there really wasn't anything 
in the area that I was going to be offering. So that, um, I guess that's probably the biggest takeaway that I could share with people is to know your why. Um, you know, stay in your lane, be your own person. Um, don't be comparing yourself, but also make sure that what you're offering your client, your target market is something that's needed and um, that it's something that people are asking for and looking for. But, um, yeah, to know your why, to know how you can reach your clients and help your clients is the most important thing. I think that's one thing that I've really tried to focus on um, this year, especially before everything happened with um, all the shutdowns, is I was really trying to service my client one-on-one. You know, what do they want? And not so much what they're – if it's a bride, I'll just use that as an example – um, it's not what the bride's mom or future mother-in-law or sister wants. I always try to hone in on the bride or my specific client for what they want because a lot of people do what everybody else wants and then they put themselves last. And so in what I do, I really try to weed through all that, find out what my bride wants and help her facilitate that the best I can, whether it's just um, some votives or whether it's a sweetheart table set up. Um, whatever she's kind of has in her mind, I just really try to focus on that and help help her. So I guess that would be my main thing to share with people. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. But, um, Lee, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed our call today that we had. I, um, gosh, feel like after, I probably honestly had about, now looking back, probably like six or seven maybe calls with some Tulsa people there and I feel like I just need to come out and we just need to do a big old style shoot together and just wouldn't it be fun I know we are really really blessed in the Tulsa area to have such a great community of wedding vendors and um, when I first started I didn't know anybody Um, I I started by the very first thing I did was I went to a um, like a vendor it was like a vendor dinner at a venue and um I'm very introverted, so it was hard for me to kind of go out and, and really expand my myself and, and, and just my personality. But that's that the first step I took, and I met like two or three vendors there mm-hmm. that I still have a relationship with, and they're great people, yeah. and we just all refer yeah. each other, and it's, it's a great network that we have here. We're very, very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like amazing, honestly. I and. I literally am just doing it, you know, virtually and like on the phone and I can already, you know, how you can just already tell you're like, Oh, okay. Like we already, we already vibe with each other off the phone. Like in person, it's going to be even better, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great. Yeah. But, um, I mean, thank you again for your time. Thank you for, uh, sharing your story on, you know, where you started, how you started. I'm excited to, uh, share your business on the podcast and um, definitely let people know uh, more about you. But if there's anything that I can do for you in the meantime, uh, please let me know. I am excited to now be connected with you and follow along with your journey. But, um, yeah, thank you again for being on today. We'll, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much, Miranda. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If it did bring you any value at all, please share it on to your friends, your family, anyone who may need to hear it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter.
Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of the places, you guys. <laughs> Miranda Madison events off of all the networks. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.